into the arms of Davis. And a superior team all season long was a superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rookie record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football programs. I am your host, A.J. Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. I believe there is only one place to start, my friends, and that is down at the scene of the crime in Gainesville, Florida, where the Kentucky Wildcats took on the Florida Gators in an epic SEC East showdown, one that surely will end up having a lot to do with the standings in that conference towards the end of the season. So let's get right down to it. I'm going to give you a little bit of my thoughts. I'm going to throw it to Sam, and we're going to go from there. And for me, there's really one place I want to go as far as my biggest takeaway from what transpired down in Gainesville on Saturday. And... You know, I was watching College Game Day a little bit. I don't normally sit there and watch it religiously or anything like that, but um, just a little interested to kind of see where some of those guys leaned on the game and things like that. And um, normally when they don't pick Kentucky, um, I'm I'm actually pretty happy. So it was nice to see that a lot of those analysts did not think that we were going to win that game. Um, but probably the sharpest guy of the group, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, the one who actually follows our football program and has a connection to Mark Stoops and a relationship with him. Um, he said something really interesting um, in front of the national audience that morning. And I don't have the exact words in front of me, but what he said was, Mark Stoops has built this program, the Kentucky football program, to thrive and succeed in a game like this, a hostile environment, a team that's getting all of the praise and the hype is not them, but the team they're playing. And you know, it's going to be tough and you know, the odds are stacked against you. And he said, this is what the Kentucky football program has been built on and they're going to win the game outright. And he was very confident about that. Um, Fast forward to Tuesday Mark Stoops is doing his weekly radio call-in show during the season, and he gets a call from, uh, you know, some random guy in Ohio named Kirk. Well, turns out to be Kirk Herbstreet. Just wanted to call in to congratulate Coach Stoops on being the all-time winningest head coach in UK football history, which let's just take a second and acknowledge that because I know... Coach Stoops is getting his flowers from everybody right now, and he's more focused on the season at hand, as we, as are we. But just to take a second to say, hell of a job, Coach. Unbelievable. And you have really brought this program to new heights, and it has been a hell of a ride. And we appreciate you for all that you have done and continue to do. Um, 
So yeah, I'll get back on track. Um, so Kirk calls into the radio show. They start having a conversation and, um, you know, they joke around with each other and whatnot, but Herb Street really just wanted to, you know, kind of reiterate what we're saying right now and just saying congratulations on what you've achieved and what you've accomplished at the University of Kentucky and what you've been able to build. Um, and then the focus went straight back to, hey, we got a game this weekend. We got to play Youngstown State. And Mark Stoops made a point to say, I told our guys, look what just happened to Florida. You come off a big win. Everyone's saying how good you are and all this. And you go out and you lose. And he wanted to use that as an example for our team to say, okay, now you're in the top 10. Now the target's on your back. People are starting to give you some praise. You can't fall into that trap. We got to go right back to work. And we got to get prepared for Youngstown State. And we got to continue to get better because obviously there's areas in which we can can continue to improve. So I say all that to say my biggest takeaway from our team through that game on Saturday was the grit, the toughness, the resiliency, all those things that you have to be made of to go on the road in a hostile environment and to win a game. And Kirk Herbstreet was right. That's what our program has been built on. And the team showed me on Saturday that that is 100% what we are build on, built on, and that's not going anywhere. And you can't punk us, and you can't fool us, and you can't just you know hit our quarterback once and think that we're going to lay down and you know you're going to play big bad tough guy and try to punk us out of your own stadium because it's just not going to happen. So um, that is what really stood out to me, Sam. And uh, at this point, I'd like to to bring you in. I know I've been talking here for a minute. So, uh, you know, that was my biggest takeaway. So I wanted to ask you, what were your biggest takeaways um, or the things that made the biggest impression on you as far as the game on Saturday? Yeah, man. Thanks for bringing us in there. Uh, I think, you know, I've had some time to, to sit on this win and boy, has it felt great. I mean, walking into the swamp, sold out crowd, you know, 70,000 plus and to come out victorious 26 to 16. I mean, there's enough said there. Um, you know, you, you briefly mentioned it, AJ, but we played tough, the, the opposite of soft. And for Roman Harper, who openly said that this Kentucky Wildcats team is soft, uh, I think you found your answer right there, buddy. So um, how about you take a, a note out of Kirk Street's book and you buy in some stock in this, these Kentucky Wildcats because it's about time you hop on this train. Um, you know, it, it was a riveting game, and, it, you know, we executed beautifully. I, I think, AJ, there's a couple key things that I'm going to take away from this game. Um, first of which, we broke it down in our last episode, but the boys, they had attention to detail. You know, from the start of the game – to the finish. And if you listen to Mark Stoops halftime speech, he said, let's finish everybody's hands in and let's finish this game. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, you really have to stay disciplined against that explosive university of Florida Gators team. And it felt like that's what happened all night long. I mean, my biggest key takeaway, AJ, if I'm going to boil it down to one thing, it's Brad white and that defense won us that football game. And truthfully, AJ, I feel like us and the media for months and weeks now as the season has ramped up, 
have been talking about Will Levis and this explosive offense that we have under Rich Gangarello. I think it was a breath of fresh air to really look at the grit and the discipline that our defense played with. And that package that Brad White put together for that defense worked beautifully. And I mean, to come out of that game with, mind you, it a hostile in my environment where it's difficult for defenses to make adjustments on the fly and to look at that package and what Brad White put together and then to have, what was it? Let's see, 14 of 35 passing out of Anthony Richardson, only rushing for four yards, AJ. The week before against Utah, he rushed for four touchdowns and over a hundred yards. I mean, that's my biggest key takeaway. We made big plays. We had a pick six. We had another pick pick off of Anthony Richardson. I mean, we made his life difficult. And you know, I loved it was the linebackers. It was the linebackers all night that made his life miserable. And that's what I really love to see. I mean, um, we finished the game strong. We stuck to the game plan and those boys show that they have some resiliency because we went into halftime down, but I don't know about you, AJ. I was standing in a Kentucky bar in Chicago, Illinois, and I was more confident than I should have been probably because I just could tell the way we were playing them and we were containing them. I mean, there wasn't big plays happening that were going over the top or Anthony Richardson wasn't necessarily extending plays to where we, he was breaking down our defensive game plan. They were staying disciplined and they contained them. And obviously there's proof in the pudding and, and we come out victorious and uh, you know, the Florida Gators are, are kind of hitting the panic button at this point. And uh, Lexington still might be on fire from all those couches being burned, but gosh, what a great win. I, I mean, like you said, it's, it's on to the next game against Youngstown State, but it's great that with this win, it was such a monumentous moment for Mark Stoops in this program that we really did have an opportunity to digest it and just give him his flowers while he deserves it because 61 wins with our program, he took us from the depths of hell, to be honest. I mean, when we look back 10 years ago and Mark Stoops had just entered our program, we were nothing. We were a laughing stock. We were an SEC team that was a reason to get drunk on Saturdays, and that's about it. And he has taken us to new heights, and I totally love what you were saying because without Mark Stoops, I mean, we are not in this position, and it's great to hear that he's getting some recognition from some brilliant minds like Kirk Herbstreet. Um, you know, hopefully that continues, but the job's not done, and he's far from finished. He, you know, he said he's far from through with the opportunity here at Kentucky, and I, and I love that because he's got – way more work to be done not only this season but far into the future hopefully yeah absolutely sam um i think you said that very well and i kind of wanted to piggyback off of you real quick and talk about the defense for a second because um you know we had talked uh, you can go back and listen to our breakdown um or preview of the florida game and you know we said if you can force anthony richardson to become a passer um we had full confidence in the fact that we would be able to slow down their offense and, you know, have a chance to win the game, potentially win the game. I mean, me and you were pretty confident in that. You never know what can happen. Um, but, you know, that's exactly what our defense did. And um, the progression throughout the course of the game, uh, obviously the beginning of the game, they had a little success throwing the football, doing running the football, doing a few different things. 
Uh, but what I did like was, you know, the first drive of the game, Anthony Richardson, he goes to run up the middle and he just gets flattened down on the ground. And I think Kentucky made a statement to him right away. And they said, you're not going to run on us like you did last week. It's not going to happen. We will not allow it. And that was kind of the, the tone that was set from the beginning. And then you really kind of saw this defense grow up and gain confidence as the game went on. The DBs started flying around the field a lot more. I mean, the linebackers from the get-go, I mean, just ferocious, flying all over the field. And, you know, Sam, that was something that we had almost even not even – we almost didn't even touch on it because we had so much to dissect before the game, and you had brought it up at the end. And I'm really glad you did because that really ended up being such a key factor in the fact that our defense was able to stifle them. I mean, you could see it, – it, it, it really was quite amazing. I mean – sitting back and looking at it now and even in the moment I was thinking about it but you could see the confidence in our defense rising as the confidence in their offense started dwindling and you know what I mean you could you could feel it um in that that performance I just was was very pleased with um, obviously there's some things that we can clean up we can continue to get more pressure on the quarterback um, clean up some some different things but overall second game of the season a big jump up in class from the first game to the second game with Miami of Ohio to Florida um, and to show like that and, and to hold Florida to under 20 points in their home is quite an accomplishment and something that this defense can build on, continue to grow on. Um, you saw Deion Walker kind of grow up and really cement himself as I'm here to play big time run stuffer, um, just a massive human being out there. And he really kind of started to make his presence known. Um, so overall a, a really well-rounded performance. Um, and like you said, Brad White has a lot to do with that. I really, um, enjoyed watching our defense play on Saturday and just the, like I said, the confidence growing and um, obviously he understands the pieces that we have and he's working hard to put them in a position to be able to make plays and continue to um, grow as a unit. And uh, cause you know, the competition, it, it's only going to get tougher and we're going to continue to have to grow and get better and evolve as a defense. And you never know what happens with injuries. So we can need to continue to build depth and have guys be ready to step up and uh, all those sorts of things. But um, with a lot of freshmen on the team, new faces on the defense, different things of that nature, it was really good to see them play that way and really kind of, you know, they showed everybody in America who Anthony Richardson really is. And I'm not trying to be rude or mean or anything like that, but that's who he is. He is a superior athlete with his legs, but if you boil it down and you make him a pocket passer, he's clearly, clearly not developed enough to be able to pick apart a defense and to move the ball up and down the field. And you saw the result of that. You're absolutely right. I mean, we said it in the pregame in our digest of the matchups. I said, you know, if you can simplify his game, I'm confident that we're going to come out of Gainesville with a W. And hats off to Brad White. That's exactly what he did. I mean, he kept him in the pocket, um, really limited the opportunities he had to rush the football. I mean, he finished with four rushing yards, like we said. 
you know, that defense was stout. And time and time again, they made big plays. Like you said, Brad White did a phenomenal job of putting some key position players and opportunities to make a play. And even more kudos to those players because they made the plays when the time mattered the most. And wanted to give a special shout out to um, Kendron Smith because for those of you that maybe don't know, that is who got our pick six from Anthony Richardson. And I just wanted to let you guys know, because it's a pretty cool story. He's from uh, West Palm Beach down in Florida. He worked his ass off through high school, was trying to get um, you know some D1 offers, and he really never got that um, home cooking meal from Florida, and they really never started calling his name. He goes to Kentucky, and obviously he gets – his first opportunity down in Gainesville in front of his family and he gets a pick six. So I just, I wanted to give that little story because that's, that's the kind of moments that, you know, kids dream of. And that made me extremely happy as he could be a critical piece of our win down in Gainesville on Saturday. But, you know, AJ, you're boiling it down perfectly. And I think some more holistic views of, you know, from the 90,000 feet above, it's just awesome to see that, the Kentucky Wildcats, AJ, under Mark Stoops, now have won back-to-back years against Florida. That's the first time we've done it since 76-77. I, I mean, we're talking decades and decades ago, and here we are. The Kentucky football program has arrived. This is now the Kentucky's um, second time being in the top 10 since 2007. So, you know, like we said, since Mark Stoops has come into this program, he's taken us to new heights. It was a huge win against the Florida Gators in which 4.3 million people tuned in to watch AJ. That is the most Saturday watched football game in September since 2018. So this is, you know, no joke. Everyone was tuning in. They wanted to know if Anthony Richardson was the hype. They wanted to know if Kentucky had the backbone to back up everything that was talked about this offseason. And they did it beautifully. Um, you know, as much as we talked about the defense, AJ, I, I will give some hats off to the offense too. You know, Dan Key as a true freshman goes out and makes a spectacular 54-yard grab with a defender draped all over him. And, I mean, you can't overlook the sheer arm power from Will Levis. I mean, that kid threw it from R45 with a flick of the wrist. I mean, it wasn't like he was exuding all of his arm force just to make that throw. I mean, realistically, that was a flick of the wrist. He threw it 54 yards in the air and put it on the money. And, you know, that's what I absolutely love to see. That offense was um, way more spread out. I love the package that we went with early on. We broke them down. And as you could see over time, we were able to to execute on those big plays. I mean, we, we kind of rocked them to sleep with some tight ends early in that first quarter, AJ. We got the ground going, ground game going with Cavassier Smoke, and then boom, rock them to sleep, hit them over the top, and I thought that was executed perfectly. You know, it, it still wasn't our best offensive game. That's, I think that's what we can really take away from this and, and move towards um, perfection in these next couple of weeks. I think Youngstown State is going to be a great opponent to make sure that our offense is still – uh, firing on all cylinders, but I think that's what we we kind of need to pay attention to. And you know, as you said, Mark Stoops is not going to let this this win kind of give us the hangover effect that maybe Florida felt against us. He knows that we are in a key position of power now in the SEC, um, cracking the top ten in the entire national rankings, 
And now is not the time to take a step back. We have to continue forward. We've got to put the gas all the way down and we've got to keep firing on all cylinders because he said it in his post-game interview, but he knows that this team has way more to accomplish this year and way more to prove. And we're on the verge of something really special. Uh, you know, and, I, and I'm all the way bought in. I mean, I'm fired up. That was a hell of a win down in Gainesville. One hundred percent, Sam. Um, yeah. Um, I would just like to reiterate and or um, whatever you want to call it, just kind of say the same thing as you, as far as the offense goes, um, you know, I would say from the outside looking in or from an outsider's perspective, maybe not the most pretty offensive game that you've ever seen take place. Um, but with that being said, I think that the coaching staff knew and were confident in what we were able to do on the defensive side of the ball. And they looked at it as we're going to continue to run the football at the beginning of the game and throughout the game, even when it wasn't extremely successful for them. Um, because at the beginning of the game, I mean, Florida did a good job of, of wrapping up, of, of being stout in that defensive line and really not a lot of room to run. Um, that's when we started to kind of get the tight ends involved, which I thought was a great move, kind of opened the game up for us, took a little bit of pressure off of Will Levis, obviously took a, a nasty hit, um, which the fact that they, whatever, I don't need to get into don't that. Even get but me that's, don't that even was, get me started. I, that was clearly a targeting. He led with his head and went right, whatever. Um, but with that being said, the fact that you got a, a guy like that coming off the edge unblocked and ready to um, take off your franchise quarterback's head is not ideal. So um, things like that need to be tightened up on the offensive side of the ball. But you but you saw the line. It, it was the same thing with our offense as our defense. As the game progressed, you saw the confidence growing. Um, the running game was something that, Sam, we had talked about in week one, it wasn't great. And we relied on Will Levis to throw the ball a lot. And that's okay because he is a good quarterback and we can rely on him some weeks. I get that. Um, but we talked about the fact that we thought establishing the run in this matchup was something that if we could do it and we could find success with the run game, it would open up the play action and it would chew the clock down and we would be able to control the ball a little bit more and just kind of physically wear them down over the game. And that is exactly what happened. We continued to run the football and you saw what happened in the second half. They could not stop us. We ran the ball down their throats and we did what we needed to do to get a field goal on that last drive, push the game, uh, out to 10 points and really put it out of reach there. So you love the execution from that standpoint, sticking with the game plan. Levis, even after getting rocked, he comes back in, he stands in there, he, he stands tall, he throws a bomb down the field, he makes wise decisions, um, kind of got everyone involved. Uh, I had talked about Tavion Robinson in the preview saying that I thought he was somewhat of an X factor in the game um, really didn't end up being all too much of a factor in the game at all um, but uh, with that being said I, I do think he took some of the attention away from what was going on um, and allowed some of the other players to um, 
be able to exploit their one-on-one matchups and be able to find spots on the field where they could um, catch the ball and, and do different things. So, uh, yeah, I was I was actually quite uh, pleased and impressed with the way that our offense played. I know, um, you know, everyone wants to see 40 points or whatever, but it's just not going to happen every week. In some weeks, you got to find a way to win, and I thought that um, it was really good to see us win in such a different way uh, from week one because what that tells me is um, our coaching staff and our players know that this isn't about how many points we score, how many statistics we have, or anything of that nature. It's about getting a win, and we don't care how we get the win. We got the win, and let's move on to the next week. And whoever the guy is this week, okay, that's great. And next week, it may not be you, but we all have a job to do. So um, really liked all that from the offense. Um, like I said, the offensive line, it got better throughout the game, but still some of those those small mistakes, um, I just – Seeing Will Levis get hit like that, it really uh, – you don't ever want to see your quarterback get hit like that. So um, definitely something to pay attention to. You know, they will work on that sort of thing to not let it happen again. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought a good performance from the offense. No complaints. And, you know, Dane Key, what a catch, man. I just – freshman, dude. Freshman He's making plays. He's a freshman, plays. baby. He's a freshman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. He that was unbelievable. I just, whoo, go up there and get it, boy. That was great. Yeah, it, that was that was incredible. I mean, I rewatched that play. Who knows how many times? Because that's just an incredible catch and throw um, by a freshman that we're going to hopefully be able to see for a long, long time here in a Kentucky Wildcats jersey. But you're absolutely right, AJ. I mean, what we were concerned about in week one seemed almost completely fixed in week two within the trenches. I mean, we imposed our will, and we really, on defense, we we stopped them at the line of scrimmage, and that's what I love to see. Um, And on offense, over time, we just kept breaking down their defensive line and you know although we finished with only 70 total rushing yards as a team Cavassier smoke ran for 80 yards which is what I love to see um you know even Lavelle Wright came in and, and nearly got 30 yards to to help him out for you know over 100 yards rushing between the two of them and then I don't know if you caught this AJ but we actually threw in Tavion Robinson in the backfield a couple of times and he got us a first down which he only finished with 11 yards total rushing but stuff like that um, Rich Gangarello is clearly bringing that West Coast Sam Fran offense to this team, and it's it's fitting perfectly. And when you have weapons like Tavion Robinson, I love to see them get involved in multiple ways. Like you said, I mean, he didn't have the most explosive night on offense, but plays like that, AJ, win you ball games. And, um, you know, Dan Key, like we kind of said, I thought he could be an X factor because they probably wanted to hone in on Tavion Robinson, and that's exactly what happened. And, um, you know, I, I think the offense did exactly what we needed out of them. I, I actually like the rushing game more than what it shows on paper, so that makes me feel a lot more comfortable. And let's not let this be lost on us, AJ. We just went down to Gainesville and beat the number 12 team in the nation, and we're missing the SEC's number one running back. Let that sink in. We've got the one of the best rushers in the nation. Not only the SEC, definitely the SEC, but in the nation, y'all. And 
He has officially gotten cleared to come back versus South Carolina. The clock is ticking. We are amped to get our running back back in Chris Rodriguez. But, I mean, when you factor that in. Isn't it Ole Miss? Ole Miss, sorry. Sorry, thank you. No, 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 you're good. Yeah, but it's just, you know, when you factor that in, and we didn't even have our leading back in Cavassier Smoke and LaBelle Wright get the job done down in Gainesville, that's – that's impressive to me. That's what jumps off the page. Our, our rushing game was a lot more stout than maybe what the is being accounted for uh, with our team stats of only 70 yards rushing because some of that comes from, obviously, some of the sacks that uh, Will Levis had to endure. Yeah, Sam, and, and with Chris Rodriguez, really, I mean, the goal was to get him back at some point earlier rather than later. Okay, four games, it's a lot, but at the end of the day, you got through Florida – Let's go take care of business now, and we get to pick him up in week five to start real SEC play. Fresh and legs. And you got some fresh legs on a boy that is hungry and ready to take that ball to the house. So, um, you know, not saying we got to go away from our game plan and just feed him the ball or anything like that, but you got a guy who's ready to come in and play some football, and he's going to have some fresh legs. So I'm excited to see what he can do once he does come in. Obviously, we're super excited uh, to have him back. Speaking of guys who are back, talk about coming back at the right time. I mean, Jordan Wright, the one-handed pick, uh, just unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. just and that's that's an incredibly tough play to make. And you know, he read the play right. He jumped over. He grabs the ball. Uh, just just an absolutely beautiful play. I mean, um, I was watching NFL on Sunday. I saw T.J. Watt kind of do the same sort of thing. He timed mm-hmm. out when the quarterback was going to throw it. He jumps up and snags it out of there. And um, that's that's just that's sort of a next-level play. I mean, uh, he doesn't make that play. Kid catches the ball in the flat. You don't know. He runs up the sideline, makes guy miss, uh, changes the complexion of the game. So, um Again, kind of going back to our defense, I just I had to say something about that play because boy was it sweet. But um, you know, they stepped up when when need be and um, really made some great plays um, to help us contribute to winning that game. Um, but there is one thing we do need to talk about, Sam: um, the special teams. <laughs> oh God, I can't even say it with a straight face. I mean. I I mean, I don't know whether to be mad or impressed at our long snapper, the fact that he could snap the ball that far. I mean, that was really just, like, unbelievable from midfield all the way back into the end zone. To the like. end zone. That was absolutely out of pocket, AJ. I, I, I'm glad you broke it down that way because in the moment I was ready to put my fist through a wall. But maybe, yeah, maybe we, we tip our cap to him because the fact that that long snapper could put that thing that far down the field was maybe it was incredibly impressive. But, yeah, our, maybe a, a tale of, of two games with our special teams, uh, you know, a, a lack of execution there. That's definitely something we got to hone in on. But, my gosh, that <laughs> was terrible. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, I I, I bring that up for a, for a good little laugh, but obviously we need to get those sort of things corrected. Um, that sort of thing hopefully won't happen again. Um, just kind of one of those luck things where just, you know, boneheaded play and, and won't happen again. Um, but that kind of brings me back to where we started. And I think this is a good place to kind of wrap things up. And that's the resiliency. 
of the team. And that starts with the head coach. And then it goes through the staff to the quarterback and into the whole team. And you can really sense that this team, they believe in one another. They really trust one another. Um, the way that they fight for one another. I mean, you brought it up earlier, just the way that Coach Stoops was in the locker room. He said, hey, you got your feet in the game now. You're ready to go. You know what you need to do. Go out and execute and finish. And that's what they did. And they have confidence in one another that even when things go wrong, that we'll find a way to fire back and be able to come out victorious. And so, like I said, just to kind of bring it full circle, I thought even though there were some bad mistakes – there was a lot of good in what happened, and obviously we won the game. We beat our rival two years in a row. We are starting to turn the tide on who the better football team is between us and Florida, um, and we're on our way to cementing ourselves as a player in the SEC this year, which is quite exciting for me and you and the rest of our listeners and BBN as we continue to progress through this year. Um, so, Sam... I will leave it to you if you have anything else you want to add, anything else that you want to touch on, bring up about the game. Uh, and then I will see you in about a day and a half, a day and a quarter, something like that, maybe 30 to 36 hours as we get up Saturday morning to preview Kentucky's third week matchup with Youngstown State back at Kroger Field. I know Coach Stoops has a ton of family coming in town, all sorts of things like that. So we're going to break down the game, everything that's going on around it, and hopefully we will be talking about another Kentucky W on Saturday. Top 10, man. That's all I got to say. Top 10. Let's watch our backs. Let's get ready for Youngstown State. Attention to detail this week. And like you said, let's get ready. The week rolls on. The season rolls on. We're top 10 now. Let's do this, man. Absolutely. I appreciate all you tuning in and listening. We will see you again Saturday. Remember to go follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at AO Kentucky Pod. You can follow Sam on Twitter, at SamBrad66, and you can follow me there as well, Andrew J. Bradley. Until next time, my friends. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. O-C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats.